to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for 9708. And this is part three in our final part of study regarding 2012, Planet X, the pole shift. And the next part we're going to be talking about is the, the subject of the crystal skulls, which relates to the whole 2012 end time Mayan scenario. And that's why I wanted to include this all in one study. And again, this is not an exhaustive study about any of these particular uh, topics, but hopefully it's enough where we can kind of get a concept of what's going on here. This article is entitled Mexico's Crystal Skulls, and it starts out by saying the latest Indiana Jones sequel is inspired by the ancient Mayan legend, one that still inspires worship today. And they actually show this little picture of these people in Palenque, Mexico, Watch as their Mayan priests participate in a ceremony that involves a crystal skull. Some believe the skulls emit and can focus light, project visions, and even influence terrestrial forces. Um, this is from the Associated Press, actually, June 7, 08. There is a legend that the ancient Mayan possessed 13 crystal skulls, which, when united, have the power to save Earth. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this one? This is real big up on the Internet in particular which is a tale so strange and fantastic that it inspired the latest Indiana Jones movie. Now, in the latest Indiana Jones movie is was like the tale of the crystal skulls or something like that. And um, they believe that these 13 crystal skulls have the power to save the earth and that this is going to happen essentially, uh, or if it does happen, it would be in the 2012 time frame. Again, we get back to the ancient Mayan prophecies of the end of the world in December 21st, 2012, or some people have interpreted it that way. Now we have the ancient Mayan 13 crystal skulls, which could prevent that demise. So you see, problem solution here. We have the Antichrist antidote for the end of the world scenario. Now, it's kind of amazing to me that these 13 crystal skulls, 13 being the number of rebellion and, you know, these types of things, the skull always being associated with death, that they could supposedly save the earth but they couldn't save the Mayan kingdom that fell in 1542 by Spanish conquest of Francisco de Montego, most likely due to the judgment of God on this wicked race that routinely participated in human sacrifice and cannibalism, as the historical documentation proves. This is very similar to God wiping out wickedness off the earth in many other instances, like Sodom and Gomorrah, the great flood of Noah's day, uh, the wicked races that were present and satanically positioned in the promised land, they were wiped out. Okay, so God will do that upon any race that gets to a certain point where, you know, particularly if they're participating in these types of things. This is one of the reasons that America's kind of nigh for judgment, considering there's over 4,000 abortions that take place every day on American soil, and that blood defiles the land, and I've done a whole... Um, studying this called the doctrine of blood guiltiness that you might want to check out in regard to that particular topic. So going back to the article, experts dismiss the hundreds of crystal skulls around as fakes that were probably made by unscrupulous antiquities traders in the 19th century. Now again, I'm giving both sides of the story here today on this. I'm giving the New Ager Mayan side, then I'm giving the what a lot of other people are saying that are supposedly been researching this. So they're saying that most of these skulls were unscrupulous antiquity traders uh, in the 19th century, and they're fakes, but even today's Mayan priests worship the skulls, and real-life treasure hunters still search for them. 
The story of the skull stretches over continents and hundreds of years and may be even more extraordinary than the tale portrayed in the fourth installment of the Indiana Jones movie. Few of today's crystal skulls can be documented any further back than 1860, when Europe was swept by a rage for pre-Hispanic relics, including shrunken heads. Frenchman Eugene Bobain, a colorful antiquities dealer with a checkered past and murky political ties, set up a store here to supply the trade after a French invaded Mexico. Eventually he carted skulls between New York, Paris, and Mexico City, selling them to private collectors. Buyers were often told that the skulls were made by the Mayans, whose civilization peaked between 3 and 900 AD. Some believe the skulls can emit and focus light, project visions, and influence terrestrial forces. Today, these beliefs persist in the jungles of southern Mexico, among the Lysanadon, one of the few isolated Mayan peoples, some of whom still worship the skulls. In the shadow of the Palenique ruins, the Lysanadon priest... Garcia fans incense and holds a heavy crystal skull above his head during ceremonies for the Mayan god of creation. So again, this is just pure witchcraft that we're talking about here. Garcia, who is the son of the Lancadon's most respected elder, Chan Kin, believes the skull has special powers, including the ability to stave off sickness and deforestation in the rainforest where the Lancadon live. He says, when I am alone at night, at about 2 a.m., it starts to glow. It emits light. It stays like that for about a minute, says Garcia. Now, again, if you read these accounts of these supposed real crystal skulls, this is a common thing it says that they do. Now, again, you look into the, the whole term of lying signs and wonders. Okay, this is a demonic or, and, or a fallen angelic receptacle, essentially. It's a cursed object, okay? And the devil does have powers, so... This says, when I'm alone at night, uh, or he already said that, I'm sorry. Garcia says the skull was given to him by a local man, and while he believes it is very old, he doesn't know where it came from. Thousands of miles away in Washington, Jane McLaren Walsh keeps one of the skulls in her office at the Smithsonian Institution. She doubts the ancient Mayans ever had any such skulls. An anthropologist in Antiquity Sleuth, she says has spent more than a decade studying the best-known skulls, such as the ones acquired by the British Museum of Arts, as well as the Smithsonian's own skull. She says they are stylistically unlike pre-Hispanic depictions of the death heads and often show microscopic marks from cutting tools unavailable in pre-Hispanic times. She says none of them are ancient. Who recently wrote an article for Archaeology magazine examining the legends of the skulls. About the purported power, she notes... Quote, I've been sitting in fairly close proximity to one of the skulls for about 16 years. I've not witnessed anything like what the people say. She's just not a believer, I guess. It's possible that the near-human-sized fakes may have been inspired by two real crystal skulls now on display at Mexico City's respected National Anthropology Museum. Much smaller and less perfectly carved than the ones held at the museums in Europe, these jewelry-sized trinkets, about an inch in height, are in Aztec and Oaxaca collections, where the museum classifies them as either pre-Hispanic or early colonial. The skull's legend has spawned a new breed of followers. New agers have associated the skulls with the belief of the Mayan long count calendar running out on December 21st, 2012. Where have we heard that before? So again, this is all tied in with December 21st, 2012. This is one more subject that is. 
Um, according to this theory, all 13 skulls must be reunited and lined up together to prevent the world from falling off its axis. I hate when that happens. It happened to me last Tuesday. Remember when the world fell off its axis? Yeah, well, that's what they were saying. Then he says, I personally feel that the skulls are coming out now because humanity needs the information, their energy, and they have probably their own purpose. Why they're coming out to help us create world peace. It's as though they're humans. They're coming out. Do they have like little legs on the bottom of the skulls? They kind of, you know, walk out on their own? I don't know. But you, you almost think that reading this. Um, this guy, his name is Shapiro. He's a self-described crystal skull explorer who makes a living in touring and lecturing. So this is how he makes his living. Shapiro has traveled the world seeking out the skulls and believes they link us to the knowledge of past worlds like the Mayans and the lost civilizations of Atlantis. Now, I've studied a lot of these really, really, really rabid New Agers. And I'm telling you right now that the ones that are at the highest levels, there are this group of them that go around and, and they supposedly, they're trying to open what they call these stargates or these wormholes. They go to these, these occult sites and um, they go there and they do essentially prayer and incantations and it's essentially like mass witchcraft and they go there specifically to open up these portals to let more demonic entities into our dimension which is a fact started back with Aleister Crowley and I'm sure way before that uh, the Alam Troth working the Babylonian working with L. Ron Hubbard and um, Parsons this is something that witches and warlocks and people that are involved in the cult are actively doing today and Satan is directing them because the more demonic infestation of fallen angelic infestation that he can bring into our dimension, the more defiled and the worse the world becomes. That's why. Okay, so just, just so you know, when you, when you see this type of thing, and now these, these crystal skulls here are just one more tool to usher in that whole scenario. But these occultists that, that are into this stuff, high-level ones, the ones that are, that are really, really, really trying to usher in the age of Aquarius and the New Age and are going around to actively open up these interdimensional doorways to let these demons through, one of the things I have seen as a common denominator that they are all obsessed with are these crystal skulls. So a lot of times people would think, that they might be listening to the study right now and think, oh, this is just so stupid, why are you even doing this. Well, you know, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness to, to rather reprove them. You know, these types of things. Um, you know, Satan's devices, we've quoted that verse before, lest we be ignorant of them. To not be destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to Hosea 4.6. But understand that this is something that the high-level New Agers are absolutely obsessed with. And they believe that this is going to play a large role in the, in the end time, their end time scenario. And from a deception and demonic standpoint, they're probably right. This is going to be one more grand delusion that God is going to permit to happen because God is going to be the one that actually sends the strong delusion according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. This is just one more thing that's going to be part of that strong delusion scenario. Is there demonic power, is there fallen angelic power regarding these crystal skulls. Well, if you look at what the New Agers and the occultists are devoting their time to and what they're absolutely obsessed with, I would have to say, yes, absolutely, there has to be some type of demonic, fallen angelic power associated with these things, or they wouldn't be so obsessed with them. This next article is entitled, Skull Finds, Skull Fine Inspires Indiana Jones. 
It has evoked awe among believers and drawn scorn from critics, but there is one irrefutable fact about a Canadian woman's controversial claim to actually have discovered a crystal skull during a 1924 archaeological dig in Central America. It was the prime inspiration for the latest, long-awaited Indiana Jones movie. Now remember, Hollywood is preparing the way for these things. This is something now all of a sudden Hollywood's come out with and they're communicating. The crystal skulls, what is the significance? And... I didn't go see the movie, um, and I don't advise even going to movies, but the, from, what I, from the feedback that I got, the people that did watch it, they said it had to do with um, the, uh, essentially these demonic, um, fallen angelic extraterrestrials coming back, and they had everything to do with the crystal skulls being presented to humanity. So again, then we have that scenario interlaced with this. You see how this study kind of all relates back to a lot of things we've talked about in the past and to the whole 2012 uh, scenario that they keep telling us. So going back to the article, the late Anna Mitchell Hedges of Port Colburn, Ontario, who was an orphan who was adopted by British adventurer Frederick Mitchell Hedges of the early 1900s and died just in the last... She just died at the age of 100 last year, this lady. She spent her life retelling the tale of her chance sighting of a glinting object amid the Mayan ruins in Belize. The purported discoverer spawned an enduring popular fascination with the crystal skulls and their supposed mythical powers, the perfect backdrop for the new Indiana Jones sequel, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That was the name of the latest Indiana Jones movie. You know, they spend millions and millions of dollars for this. Make these movies. Uh, this takes place behind, beside the other movies like The Lost Ark, The Temple of Doom, The Last Crusade, in the lucrative film franchise created by George Lucas, directed by Steven Spielberg and starring Harrison Ford as the swashbuckling archaeologist hero. Now, almost 100% of the time we've got like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. These guys are involved in the occult. Okay? They're, they're New Agers. They're New World Orders. The, these guys are, are high-level occultists. Uh, that, that actually make this movie. So there's a message that's trying to be sent here. And we go to this lady's testimony about this crystal skull that, that she found, supposedly. She said, it was something bright in a reflection hitting me in the face. I didn't know what it was. Now, this is when they were in the Belize and these Mayan ruins in 1924. She said in the 2005 interview recalling of the alleged unearthing of the, 19, of the skull in 1924. Quote, they lowered me by two ropes. They put towels under the ropes so that they wouldn't hurt me. I was so terrified. There were scorpions and other awful things down there. I saw the skull, picked it up, stuffed it into my shirt, and they pulled me out. Other crystal skulls, some also purported to have come from mine sites, are held in private collections or museums around the world. But the scientists' tests of objects, including one owned by the British Museum, suggested they were manufactured in late 19th century in Germany using modern carving and polishing tools. But in 1954... But in the 1954 memoir, Danger My Alley, memoir, Danger My Alley, Frederick Mitchell Hedges claims his crystal skull was thousands of years old and re referred cryptically to Mayan myths attributing special power to the object. Anna Mitchell Hedges, who was the girl that he adopted, bequeathed the skull to Bill Homan, an Indiana karate instructor, who also manages a website devoted to Mitchell Hedges' story. Holman couldn't be reached on Tuesday, but his website refers to an affidavit signed by Anna Mitchell Hedges in which she claimed to have found the skull buried under a collapsed altar inside a temple 
uh, in Lubaton, a Mayan archaeological site in what was once called British Honduras. Again, I'm just giving you a little backdrop here. This isn't an in-depth study. I'm just giving you a little bit of backdrop. Uh, the next article, Crystal Skulls, uh, do they really exist, true or false? Historical fact or matinee fiction. The details of Indiana Jones exploits are certainly suspect behind each booby-trapped temple and supernatural stone lurks a grain of archaeological truth. Believe it or not, there is a huge educational aspect to the Indiana stories. Oh, is that the case? A huge educational aspect? Like when they discovered the Ark of the Covenant and these types of things? Right. Who said that? Says franchise producer Frank Marshall. See, that's the main reason Satan is doing this. Not only to dumb us down, but to educate us to what the real, you know, this is all preparing the way for the Antichrist. All of this stuff. So the, the fran franchise producer, Frank Marshall, says even those crystal skulls really exist. No one knows much about them. They have no tool marks, but they do exist. Marshall says each Indiana Jones adventure springs from a genuine archaeological mystery. So now we, should, we need to go and watch the movies um, from an from a, um, educational standpoint now, evidently. He says, they create a believable narrative based on the academic theory and pure fantasy, which is half fun, and not just for the filmmakers, but for also the viewer. That said, here's a handy guide to help you separate historical fact from the Indiana Jones fiction of the release of Indiana Jones' latest adventure, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. In the movie... Indiana Jones is asked to locate a box in a giant warehouse. The box contains the highly magnetized remains of a mysterious creature with a crystal cranium. They're saying it's fictions, that the skulls belong to actually time-warping aliens. Of course, that is the main theme of the show. They can call it fiction all they want, but that's what the show's saying. They're saying the fact is the first crystal skulls began to circulate in the 1860s, shortly after Napoleonic forces invaded Mexico. The Smithsonian brought... A crystal skull in 1886, and by mid-1950s, a resident mineralogist concluded it was carved by human hands on a modern lapidary wheel. That, quote, fake skull was stolen from the Smithsonian in 1973, but experts now believe all crystal skulls in existence were carved by accomplished German craftsmen in the late 19th century under the guidance of an antiquarian and art dealer, Eugene Bobain who had an extraordinary number of skulls to sell in his own shop. Experts believe Bobain, the likely source of the Mitchell Hedges skull, which is the largest and most detailed crystal skull yet discovered, and the subject of recent intrigue, according to Anna Mitchell Hedges, the adopted daughter of adventurer and fisherman Frederick Mitchell Hedges, the skull was found in Belize. According to a Smithsonian archaeologist, the skull was sold to Mitchell Hedges in 1943 at a Sotheby's auction and has since acquired unsubstantiated Mayan origins and mythical, mystical powers, including the ability to crash computer hard drives and emit a hypnotic blue light from its eyes. She also says the skull glows at night during certain times. Okay, I didn't get into that because I didn't want to go too far down that rabbit trail, but, but they're saying that this skull that this lady says she, she got in these Mayan ruins in 1924 was actually bought by um, the guy that adopted her, or Mitchell Hedges, in 1943 at a Sotheby's auction. So who do we believe? You know, I believe they're demonic. I mean, I do believe that. Now this is this is a some some explanations 
from a website called crystalskulls.com. And I was really mad because I, I wanted that website name, and, and they took it from me. So I'm, I'm a little bit perplexed and perturbed over that. But, you know, they got my website address, so I'm, I'm reluctantly, I'm going to read some excerpts from their site. Again, just a little lighthearted humor there. This is called The Amazing Crystal Skulls, Mysteries of the Crystal Skulls Explained. Nowadays, quartz is the key component of many of our modern technologies, including telecommunication devices and computers. Without quartz, there would be no way to program the computer. You would not be able to store any memory. And most importantly, it would be impossible to retrieve any information. One small chip can hold thousands of photographs, songs, movies, books, data, etc. Just imagine what could be stored on a piece of quartz the size of a human head. It's a good point they bring up. I will say that. I hadn't thought about it that way. Ancient man may not have had computers as we know them today, but it is believed that they were familiar with the information storing properties of quartz and therefore made the use of a lasting receptacle that would be able to record, store, transmit data for eternity. Well, that's a long time. These ancient computers are the crystal skulls that we are rediscovering today. Did you know that? I wasn't aware of this information. Rather than storing precious information for mankind in an ordinary piece of quartz that could have been lost in time, the ancients chose to store their wisdom in a macabre receptacle shaped like a human head. These would be used for many rituals and ceremonies and passed down from generation to generation. In the same way that our human skull protects and holds the brain, a crystal skull is a mind-like container that holds a generational library of knowledge from ancient history to a blueprint of possible futures. This is like a demonic receptacle storage device, is what they're saying. At crystalskulls.com, you will find the secrets revealed. Truth as we know it about the origin of the crystal skulls, the legends surrounding the 13 crystal skulls, and the Mayan crystal skulls. There are different classifications for crystal skulls, often determined by age, which is one of the factors that differentiates the real and the fake crystal skulls. You will be introduced to the most famous ancient crystal skulls, including the moving jaw Mitchell Hedges skull, as well as the crystal skulls previously unknown to the public like Amar, the Tibetan crystal skull. While one can intellectually research and learn about crystal skulls, it has been found to fully comprehend uh, them. One is best to experience being in the presence of a crystal skull, particularly a lifetime, a life-size one, which is old or an ancient crystal skull. Amazing experiences have been encountered in the presence of crystal skulls, including profound healings, accessing astounding insights, receiving spiritual awakenings and life-changing transformations, as well as extraordinary dreams and meditations. So where do I sign up? I mean, hey, we're missing out. You also get, you know, it's funny, they say, you know, if you really want to experience this, you got to get in the presence of one of these things. It's life-changing. You may, you know, access whatever, who you were in a past life, or, or see your future, or whatever. I guarantee you one thing. If you get in the future one of these or in the presence of one of these, and you have this one of these life-changing experiences, you've just went on the Crystal Skull Adopt-A-Demon program, as you get demon-possessed and infested through the spirits and evil entities that emanate and operate through these demonic receptacles. Sorry, I'm, I'm being a little bit negative now, I'm sorry. 
It is interesting to note that the new crystal skulls seem to absorb some of the healing properties and wisdom of old and ancient crystal skulls when placed in their vicinity. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, that's what they're saying. The new crystal skulls absorb some of the healing properties and wisdom of the ancient and old crystal skulls if they're placed in their vicinity. So in other words, if you have like one of the old real ones and you place your like new little one next to it, evidently they can communicate. And they can, it's evidently what they're saying is it downloads its information into the other crystal skull so they can share information. It's like a little demonic USB thing. You plug into each one and, you know, but you don't need any cables. No cables required here. The old ancient crystal skulls effectively program the newer skulls in order to spread their ancient lies, I'm sorry, I mean knowledge and power through the earth. This may be a great part of the mission of the ancient... Oh, so see, they're on a mission. Right. The transferring of information allows you to acquire a powerful crystal skull of your own. Crystalskulls.com offers you the rare opportunity to have a crystal skull that has been charged by Amar, which is the treasured Tibetan crystal skull hand-carried across the Himalayas by the Tibetan Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama himself will enlighten you. Yes. You can select from 12 crystal skulls that are designed to greatly amplify, this set is designed to greatly amplify and enhance the power of your own crystal skull. Um, Or you can get a 7 crystal skull set, which is ideal for balancing and healing. Or you can get the Indiana Jones special, which is the Indy crystal skull. I'm not lying here. This is what they're actually selling on this site. Okay. So, in light of this information, in light of that they're actually selling these crystal skulls and that we can get our own crystal skull and download this demonic information, what I did for my little home Bible study is I got each one of you, Doug and Lisa, Nonetta, Taylor, I got each one of you a gift card. It's already been paid for. You can get your own indie crystal skull. And you can own a real crystal skull and activate it by the rare Tibetan crystal skull. So go ahead and give these out. These are your gift cards. I actually made up little gift cards for this occasion. Airing on the side of sarcasm here. And uh, these are prepaid, so you guys can, you know, take your gift cards. You can redeem them. Oh, well, oh, I, I'm sorry, Doug. I got one for you and Lisa. You're going to have to share that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, if you order, if you, if you redeem your gift card within the next 60 seconds, you will be eligible to receive a free garden weasel and a Hulk Hogan commemorative beer koozie if you order within the next 60 seconds. Okay. So anyway, I'm sorry. Got a little carried away there. It was kind of, I was, I was in the spirit of things, evidently, this sarcastic spirit. But anyway, let's go further. Crystal skull theory. Do they have extraterrestrial origins? The origin of crystal skulls can tend to be rather a mysterious topic. Part of these issue arises because crystal skulls are a unique stone that comes from Earth. Therefore, we cannot carbon date the crystal. The only way that science can currently estimate the age of a crystal carving is by examining its surface to see if there were any evidence showing how it was carved or whether it shows ancient or modern tool marks in some cases, or in some cases, no marks at all. It is important to distinguish the categories the crystal skulls can fall into. The majority are considered to be new or modern. A large number are considered to be old crystal skulls, which could be 
100 to 1500 years old, and a select few are classified as ancient crystal skulls over 1500 years old. The power of the crystal skulls seemed to be amplified in the presence of other crystal skulls. Perhaps the more the merrier. Although the actual numbers vary from legend to legend, most popular legends speak of the 13 crystal skulls coming together to bring about profound transformation on earth. Some legends and theories state that the original crystal skulls were not created by the hands of man at all, but may be of extraterrestrial origin. This is the exact message that the last Indiana Jones was saying. Now again, you see how this is tied in with the whole UFO, ET, Ascended Master, 2012. It's all tied together. And when the deception that we're talking about fully comes to pass, you're going to be armed with the information, you're going to have heard this information. It's not going to take you unawares. You're going to be able to explain this stuff. And again, that's the reason I'm doing this. Some say that they may be crystallized, be the crystallized consciousness of advanced beings relating to Atlantis, the Pleiadians, or beyond. Scientists who have said the Mitchell Hedges skull technically should not exist because they cannot understand how it could possibly have been carved may inadvertently be supporting this extraterrestrial theory. To understand the embedded power of the crystal skulls, one must explore the three basic concepts, which are known as the Day of the Dead, Crystallography, and Piezoelectricity. We're just going to talk about the Day of the Dead. Our present society predominantly associates skulls with death and evil. However, Many ancient societies are believed to have the opposite association. Well, the Bible says, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil. I could care less, you know, what they tell me. It's as though, you know, they're saying, Oh, no, no, they're not evil, they're good. As though I'm going to believe the devil. That's what they're wanting you to do. So, many ancient societies believe to have had the opposite association, where objects like the crystal skulls represent life. The honoring of humanity in flesh and the embodiment of consciousness. Rituals celebrating the death of ancestors have been observed by civilizations around the world for more than 2,500 years. In some cultures today, especially in Mexico, they still honor the dead and celebrate the Day of the Dead, usually on November 1st, which coincides with the Christian observation of All Saints Day. Also Halloween, which also honors the spirits of departed saints. During the celebration of the Day of the Dead, images of skulls can be seen everywhere, much as the way we see them in Halloween, originally called All Hallows' Eve. And I've done a whole study on Halloween, if you want to access that, to see it's the most satanic holiday that there is. So again, they're openly admitting it's associated with that. They're openly admitting it's associated with evil, but they're insistent upon calling evil good and good evil. Even in the present-day Western religions, it is believed that during the time around November 1st, the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead is at its thinnest. That's the whole concept of Halloween. You can communicate with these evil spirits most easily on that day because the veil between the worlds and the dimensions are at their thinnest, which allows us to communicate with those from beyond this world. The Day of the Dead is particularly known as a time to communicate with the souls of the departed. You're not communicating with anybody from the departed. You may be com com communicating with a familiar spirit that possessed or influenced a person during a lifetime, but you're not communicating with their spirit. You're either in heaven or hell once you die. Absent from the body as a Christian is to be present with the Lord. And it is appointed that a man wants to die, but after this, the judgment. You either go to heaven or hell. Okay, You don't get this chance of, of coming back and communicating with dearly departed Aunt Mildred about whatever. Like, 
these psychics would want you to believe. The Day of the Dead is particularly known as a time to communicate with the souls of the departed, and crystal skulls may have served as a communication tool to connect to other realms and dimensions. Well, it probably is. Now, we talked about this Amar skull. And what they do, if you order from them, here's the deal. They take their little modern crystal skulls and they put them in the same room as this Amar crystal skull from Tibet, which then downloads its demonic infesta- infestation into these other little crystal skulls. So what you, what you get in the mail is triply cursed. Okay? And I'm serious. That's what they do. Tibet is known as one of the most ancient and wise cultures on our world. Since his holiness, they should call it, since his unholiness, the 14th Dalai Lama had to flee Tibet in 1959 from invading Chinese, there continues to be an eradication of the Tibetan civilization and heritage. The persecution has resulted in numerous attempts by Tibetans to flee the landlocked country through the high mountain peaks of the Himalayas, which is a treacherous life-threatening route full of perils from the forces of nature and risks of punishment from communist China. This is the dangerous journey that a Tibetan, that a Tibetan high lama endured when he carried the 22-pound ancient crystal skull called Amar from Tibet to Nepal in order to protect it from the Chinese Tantric shamans, tantric, okay, so tantric yoga is sex yoga. So a tantric shaman would be like a sex shaman. So that's who I want entrusted with my spiritual growth and welfare. I don't know about you, I mean, call me crazy. But tantric shamans used this crystal skull during the spiritual rituals of the healing and divination. All of these things, totally forbidden in the Bible and in the Old Testament, were punishable by death. Through auricular mediums and healers, they were centered in monasteries, they were responsible for identifying the afflictions of the lay society, the Tibetan courts is also believed to facilitate access to the Ashklik record, whatever that is. Said to have ancient origins, Amar, which is this crystal skull, is one of the largest known and oldest crystal skulls at 22 pounds, is made of clear quartz, Amar embodies the energies of love and compassion, just as the Dalai Lama does. Well, I'm glad we got that straightened out. Amar is presently cared for in a peaceful spiritual sanctuary in North America. I would like to go there and bust it in 100,000 pieces. Sorry, that's just my dream, I don't know. Or at least throw it in a burn barrel or something. Sorry. I'm not encouraging you to do that, I'm just saying it would be a nice thing, you know, from a destroying evil standpoint. It says, you have the opportunity to benefit from Amar's power, wisdom and healing energy through a specially charged 12 crystal skull set and or the 7 crystal skull set. A portion of the proceeds from the sales will support the Tibet and the Dalai Lama's continued efforts to save the Tibetan culture. Special TV offer there. Yeah, Doug Doug just made a comment in regard to... um, what they refer to as tantric Buddhism, which I really wasn't aware of, known of tantric yoga, uh, but actually it started with tantric Buddhism, which is where these the lamas and the Dalai Lamas and these guys typically all participate in this stuff. It's not, you know, it's not probably as though they're doing it in public, but they are doing this, and this is centered around, you know, Buddhism that has, you know, this this occult sexual theme to it. And within tantric yoga, it's common practice to eat your own feces, drink your own urine, 
things like that. Pedophilia is very the most perverse sexual practices you could possibly imagine. So when we hear about the peaceful Dalai Lama and all of his wonderful um, whatever people that follow him, just understand the spirits that pervade those false religions will eventually infest these people that are participating in them. And they will start, and if they go to a high enough level, they're going to participate in these debauched things themselves, most likely. The last part is called the 13 Crystal Skulls. This is off the same website, crystalskulls.com. There are very few legends that cross over cultures and times the way the Crystal Skull legends do. They are contemporaries shared by the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Native Americans, and other indigenous people around the world. And also the Atlanteans and the Lemurians. These legends have been handed down from generation to generation for thousands of years, which attest to their enduring power. The more you learn about Crystal Skulls, the more you realize the power of the multiple Crystal Skulls. There are many cultures that have legends about crystal skulls, sometimes involving different numbers. However, the 13 crystal skulls seem to be the common denominator among these legends. Native American Cherokee medicine man Harley Swift Deer Reagan, one of my favorite guys to quote, he's quoted as saying, the skulls were kept inside a pyramid in a formation of tremendous power known as the Ark. You know, it's always this mockery of God. And this is like the Ark of the Co- yeah. Well, they were, they were, these 13 crystal skulls were, were kept in this Ark. It's spelled with a capital A, too. It's as though it's this thing. The Ark was comprised of 12 skulls kept in a circle with the 13th skull, which is the largest, placed in the center of this formation. The 13th skull represents the collective consciousness of all the worlds. It connects up the knowledge of all the sacred planets. So in other words, they believe that when these 13 crystal skulls, they finally get them all together, you know, like the gang's all here, well then they can download into one another and we're going to have this cosmic planetary shift fully enabling us to go into the age of Aquarius, usher in the one new world order, usher in the Antichrist, and all these other things that their goals are. Okay, that's what they believe. I'm not going to, you know, who knows how it's actually going to pan out, but... The basic elements of the 13 Crystal Skull legend is that at a pivotal time in humanity's history, the 13 Crystal Skulls will be reunited to awaken a new era, a new age, a new world order, as President George Bush Sr. said, transforming from an old paradigm into a new world. Patrico Dominique, who is the Pueblo spiritual advisor, says... The crystal skulls are complete depositories of knowledge, and each skull contains a particular specialist area of information. Like a living library, each skull is like a one-volume set of encyclopedias. Interesting way of looking at it. And the people who will in the future be able to read the crystal skulls will only be able to extract all the knowledge from the skulls once they are assembled together. That's why they all got to be got together. Of course, the knowledge that is going to be come out from the skulls is quite unimaginable to our current minds. But that is definitely going to come out at a certain time and is already a foregone conclusion. It has been prophesied. But whether we humans then use that knowledge for good or for our own destruction is really down to our own preparations. End of quote. So in other words, unless we use it for good evil, I mean good witchcraft, you know, remember the Wicked Witch of the West and the Good Witch of the East or whatever they had, Wizard of Oz, Well, that's the whole theme here. We've got the good witchcraft, which can save us if we so choose to use it for our benefit, for the benefit of humanity, or we have the bad witchcraft. Okay, we have the good aliens, we have the bad aliens. You know, it's it's this constant um, 
creation of the scenario where we have the good against the evil. And they're both evil. They're both evil. Okay? But they don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe there is good and bad witchcraft. Many believe there are going to be a strong connection between the crystal skulls, the Mayans, and the Mayan calendar ending in December 20, uh, in December of 2012, where there is a current belief that more than 13 ancient crystal skulls exist. In recent years, the Mayans have spearheaded a grand reunion of North America's indigenous chiefs in an effort to unite forces toward the commonly foreseen future as recounted by the Mayan elders. Now, these claim to be Mayans, and I did say before that the Mayan kingdom was wiped out, and it was wiped out. Okay, they were almost totally wiped out as a race, and these are just the few that would, that would remain. According to the Mayan pre-shaman, Don Alijo Paris, the prophecy says, now is the time of the awakening. This is your job now, to awaken. The veil of the nine hells is past, and the age... And the time of warning has now arrived. It is time to prepare for the age of the 13 heavens. Oh, good. I'm, I'm sorry. 13 heavens, the number of rebellion. So, anyway, I, I just wanted to kind of give you a little uh, primer on those particular subjects. We, um, if anything more develops in the future on any particular one thing, I might do dedicated studies on them. But I, I think I just wanted to give some information out there. We don't want to devote too much time to these types of, of subjects, but the um, New Age implications, the coming delusion, I just want us to all be prepared for what's coming. So I'm going to go ahead and end our services for today, and we'll go ahead and close out with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you in prayer, Lord, and we thank you for this time that you have given us, Lord. And I just pray that you bless the listeners out there and, and the body of Christ, Lord God, those that are suffering and being persecuted worldwide. I pray, God, that you supply all their needs. I pray to God that you strengthen them and help them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would forgive us, Lord God, for any and all sins that we've committed in any way, shape, or form, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, and that, Lord God, we would always forgive those who have sinned against us, and that we would have mercy on those, Lord God, that... that um, maybe do not deserve mercy as we did not deserve mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and mercy that we have the ability to come together and to meet, to put this information out. I do pray, God, that your truth would go forth and that that truth would drive many people you know, to the Lord Jesus Christ, that your name would be glorified, that you would help us, Lord God, for without thee we can do nothing and we are nothing apart from you. We love you, Lord, and we praise you and we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, amen.